We are two badass spiritual gangster real estate entrepreneurs manifesting our best authentic lives and spreading the good word. You're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing like Oprah today, baby. Hell yeah. I got all this grounded energy and all this excitement. Well, <laughs> I'm glad. We are recording on a Friday, which I believe has become my favorite time to record. It's fun. Yes, it's a nice way to close out the week. We got something to look forward to all week. And mm-hmm. then a nice, it's like we get to tie it up in a nice little bow and then enjoy the weekend. It's true. Well, today we are going to talk about something that I started learning about later in my self-development journey that has been super critical and learning how to manifest. And so I'll just go ahead and jump right in. I titled this episode, Tests and Triggers the Shit Show. And so this is one of the <laughs> things in, in manifesting and self-development that like, it's, it's some of the ugly stuff, the dirty stuff, but it's also so freaking helpful. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm just going to jump right in and kind of explain what I think, uh, how I defined uh, tests and triggers, and then I would love to hear your perspective. Okay. So the way that I conceptualize tests and triggers is when we try to advance to a higher level of functioning – of the time we receive tests to see if we're in alignment with what we are calling in and no longer going to settle in that aspect of our lives. So to me, uh, tests are just kind of the external challenges that arise as you set intentions towards a higher calling to determine if your vibrational frequency is tuned into what you're calling, if your self-worth matches what you're calling in, tests will come along like little sparkly things that kind of look like what you're calling in to test and see, are you really ready to hold out for the, the big thing, the ultimate thing that you want? The filet mignon. Yes. Instead of settling for some McDonald's cheeseburgers like you've always... I was yeah, 100%. And maybe it starts with McDonald's, even though you know you want that fine-ass filet, and then you up-level to Outback. And then it Ooh, becomes Ruth Chris. Okay. But until you, your vibrational frequency, your self-worth, whatever you want to call it, matches that that high-end filet, yeah. you're going to keep settling and accepting McDonald's and and then yep. eventually Outback and then eventually whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, and also, I'm excited you're talking about food <laughs> um, yeah. as a metaphor because that is like the freaking best metaphor, and we've used this many times in in conversations with like friends about this. Like that's the me- literally the metaphor I use. So the fact you said McDonald's is like pumping me up because <laughs> it, it is it, it symbolizes not just the quality of the food. And listen, we all love convenience. McDonald's. Yeah, it's the low hanging fruit. It's a low hanging. It's, it's instant gratification. It's cheap. You know, it's inexpensive. You can get to it quickly. Um, the quality is really low, uh, obviously. But we do all love a McDonald's fry. Like, we're not hating on McDonald's. It's just a metaphor, people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah! Yes. So, that is the definition of tests. And then triggers are, to me, just the things that really set you off. It's 
to me, that's simple. It's just the stuff that, like, you can be cruising along, having a good day, and then this one thing happens, and it's like, oh, my God, I freaking hate this thing. And it's like, no matter how enlightened you are, how much bullshit you've worked through, you're still going to find something to get triggered by. And, I, yeah, it's just. It's a button, you know, and, like, push your button. Yes. It's that fucking button. Yes. And it's generally, the you can notice. It's like your mom. But, like, through <laughs> your life, your you dad. know, like, you can tell. Like you might have been triggered by the same thing pretty much since you can remember. Right. I know for me, like, I've always been triggered by a certain handful of things. And I've been working on some of them. And it feels so freaking good to not get set off by some of those things anymore. But there's still a lot of work to do. Hell, yeah. That's what we're doing, queen. We're working on it. I feel you. And it's crazy to feel like... Oh, oh, I'm enlightened. Like I have my pinky up like, woo. And then like some, some, like my mom will call or something and she'll be like, I didn't like that top you had on and love you mama. Okay. But, and I'll be like, and like my pinky will go down. Like and the whole day will just be over for me. I'm like, seriously, Madeline, like for real, that's a trigger. Yeah, for that, sure. Like silly little things like that. And it's that. like you suddenly go from like this like walking oh. on clouds, like feeling good about yourself <laughs> to like this like animalistic beast version of you that yeah, the savage, yeah. But it's great. So what do you what do you do when you're triggered? You 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 know what when you're in that state. Like yeah. there's no denying yeah. it. Yeah. Um the thing is, even though they suck, they suck. It sucks to feel like you're like on your good path. And then all of a sudden this ugly side of you comes back out. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also such a cool guide to where you need healing, where you need work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do when a trigger comes up? Usually I give into it and I feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, uh, I know I've started to what my, my first step has been. I've started to notice, you know, when we talk about like all the other foundational steps. So like noticing the things that like really get me down or make or hurt my feelings or make me angry. Those are the triggers. And the first thing I've started to do is pause. Yes. It starts really for me that simple. Like, okay, <gasps> take a deep breath. So you check yourself before you wreck yourself. Or at least you try, right? I attempt, (laughs) I make the space to check myself. Yes. That's step one. Now, if I'm lucky enough to get through that step, right? Yes. Then step two is then I check myself. So first I make the space. I take three deep breaths. Me and Adelina are constantly telling each other, my sweet little girl, I'll be in traffic or something or I'll like, my tone will change and she'll be like, mommy. Take three deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's right. Oh my gosh. She's so right. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you're right. So three deep breaths, three deep breaths. Yeah. That's where I start. If I make it through that, I usually like giggle it off, uh, put it away, which is not the healthiest thing. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So I'm like, it's better put it than away. turning into a big old butthole, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like the Hulk, you know, like the, the clothes come off and you turn to this like monster. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you go zero to 100 with that stuff because the triggers are not little everyday things that you're like, okay, well, it's like deeply rooted stuff. That's why they're triggers. Exactly. So, and, yeah. So another thing I wanted to mention about triggers is. Basically, they they stem from your subconscious programming mm-hmm. in your childhood, mm-hmm. and it's 
this is science, you guys. I am not a scientist, but I've read a lot of books and I have a good concept of it. And, you know, you know, I'm just going to back that up. Sexy scientist. <laughs> yes, queen. Um, but yeah, so like we're, our brains are wired. A majority of the, the part of our brain that's running the show was programmed in our childhood. Yeah. So that's why these triggers generally are like kind of lifetime things that'll set you off. And until you can a recognize the things that set you off and then B have enough awareness to say, Paul's Paul's mm-hmm. I'm not going to re- react. I'm going to respond. Right. That's where the healing begins. Yep. But the beauty of this is these triggers, they are like a direct path to wounds that you can heal and reprogram and then you can make them in with a little bit of work and time vanish yeah so uh, yeah i i'm very excited about this one and when it when it comes to manifesting it's just one of those little kind of hacks where if you can learn how to heal the things that trigger you Mm -hmm. it's going to help heal your self-worth and raise your vibration to manifest more yeah, it's an extension of, like, all the other work. Exactly. So it's like, oh, hence, like, oh, I'm so enlightened, you know, and I'm floating <laughs> around on my cloud. Like, you know, you have those days, you know what I'm talking about, you're feeling so good, and you think, like, I've done all this work and all this stuff, and then that little thing happens, and it's like, it's just less, like, the frequency is less. Instead of it, like, consuming your conscious mind every day like it used to, it just pops up in this little, like, like a whack-a-mole. Yes, you're yes. Like, Fuck you, mole. I'm, and, like, then you hit, and then another one pops up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, when you heal them, you're healing that that deep-seated, you're, you're just reaffirming to your subconscious the work that you've done unbecoming and all these other things. You're just like, nope. Self-discipline, too. Yes, a thousand percent. Like, nope. You know what? I recognize you. I know what you are. I see you. I'm going to change this behavior pattern that I have had my whole life responding to this thing that sets me off. Yeah. This time I'm going to do it differently. Do that enough times to your little triggers. Yep. It'll go away. Bye. And then you're that much closer to becoming at peace, at ease, trusting the universe, trusting yourself. It's just this like beautiful thing that compounds on itself, you know? Yes. Yes. Completely. So I just wanted to share an example of something that triggers me because I'm still working through this and my, the main people who activate this Mm -hmm. certain trigger in Mm -hmm. me, I've gotten to spend time with recently after distancing myself because one thing for me is I'm not, if I, if I continue to get the same triggers from the same source i'm not going to be able to heal myself while i'm in the trenches getting triggered over and over again so i have to set some boundaries distance myself work on healing figure out what the root of this trigger is what is my part in it like because i know my side of the street is has some cleaning to do if somebody else is pissing me off yeah for sure so once i can like get my vibe higher and my self strengthen, then I can be around the environment or the people that might trigger me. Right. And I got that opportunity this 
very recently. And so one thing that like triggers me super hard is when I perceive somebody has a sense of entitlement Mm. that makes my blood boil. And so I've been doing the work. I've been trying to figure out like why, why is entitlement something that sets me off? Because I believe in abundance. I believe everybody should have everything they ever want and more. So why does entitlement piss me off? Yep. Well, it's because I've been programmed my entire life that that is, you have to work hard to get what you want. Uh That's one thing. And it's like, I think it's still a little bit of like scarcity left in me because I know that there's enough for everyone in my like brain, but I guess my subconscious still hasn't quite healed some, some places where I really truly deeply believe in abundance. Uh, yeah. So how do I heal this? Yep. I go and in the moment when I feel that trigger again, do just what you said. Yeah. Pause. Yes. And then sometimes it means walking away. Right. Sometimes it means taking those three deep breaths. Yes. And then sometimes it means turning into a big old butthole and (laughs) acting and realizing, hey, I got more work to do. Yeah. But there's no failing the the trigger response. It's just giving yourself grace to understand this is normal. And if I can finally get over this, my life is going to be a lot better. My self-worth is going to be better. And I'm going to be manifesting all the things. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's sh- you're just on fire today, man. I'm like in all of this, like, I'm like, ah. like you are on point. Like you're speaking truth. You're, you're talking about things that make sense to me. Uh, and you're, you're really, really clear in your message. And I'm like, Yes, that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, when you're in a relationship or something and uh, somebody just does one of that one of those silly little things that just ticks you off. And then you're like, okay, you get past it. And then like three, two, three years later, you're like, that doesn't even bother me anymore. Yes. That's a small level example of like the overall topic of what we're talking about is like figuring out how to deal with those feelings within ourselves. Yes. Because we can't expect the other person to change. We have to figure out what it is that we need to do to, to cope with that feeling. A hundred percent. Yeah. And something cool too, that I've noticed is now that I've been doing this work with myself, I can kind of guide other people who are in a trigger re- response mode with mm-hmm. something that like doesn't necessarily trigger me to mm-hmm. like help, help them kind of mm-hmm. ground. Um, yeah. And make space. Yes. Yeah. And thank God for that. Yes. And thank God for people like you and thank God for the, for the moments that we are all like able to hold that type of space because there's learning and being on both sides of it. Yes. A hundred percent. When we're around people and we recognize their triggers, it, it helps for me. It helps me question where I am in my trigger journey. Yes. And if I'm able to hold space, I'm like, that was healing. A hundred percent. I have chills. Like it heals. Because you it heals me it heals the world yes by us practicing those moments so it's not only an internal um it's it's not only like offense it's defense too like yeah. we're not just only like experiencing triggers within ourselves outwardly we're experiencing outward triggers to ourselves as well yes yeah and and just getting to see how other people react and respond yeah. sometimes you might see somebody like fly off the rails and you're like holy shit I used to do that but I don't anymore you know oh my gosh can I tell the story about when we were on the patio that day 
Oh, that yeah. Go? Is that a good? Is yes. That, go for it. Okay. So this, I just thought of <laughs> we this. We triggered someone real good. We, yeah. It was our, the, it was our the, presence. It was the day after, it was hours after we recorded our first podcast. And yeah. we're in the highest vibe frequency, <laughs> like imaginable, you yeah. know? So yeah, we had done our first, we had, the, it was our very first podcast recording. We, um, had some time. We got the Crocs. We got the rainbow. Yes. <laughs> now we've added to our collection. Yeah. So we found these amazing platform rainbow Crocs and it's just, it was just like one of those days where it was like, yes, just we were super joyful. It was so joyful. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's another day. Um, but yeah, we were super high vibes. So after our podcast, it was sunny and it was like, Hey, let's go grab, um, a drink on the patio or let's just go sit. Like, let's just sort of enjoy this moment. So I met you at Smokey Joe's. Yes. On Monroe. Shout out. And, uh, we were just chilling, sitting down outside talking. What were we talking about? Real estate? No, we were talking about our our podcast. podcast. Oh yeah. And and I think my boyfriend was sitting at the table with us. Yeah. Was there anybody else? There was like a couple other homies, but just yeah, like buzzing around. Yeah. Yeah. But basically we were sitting there. Okay. This is the story y'all. We were sitting there. We're talking about the podcast. Morgan is like beaming ear to ear. Like her beautiful smile is on display. I'm like being my silly goofy self and giggling and like, you know, feeling good. And I noticed there was a table beside us of these two lovely ladies and fine. And I kind of started to feel this like vibe and I'm like, what is what? And we're outside too, by the way, like it's a beautiful sunny day. And there was a Jeep club happening that day. There was a bunch of Jeeps and I started, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like my dream. I want to get a Jeep, whatever. Well, the next thing, you know, this girl is grilling Morgan like in her face and I'm feeling it. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, do you have something to say? <laughs> And Morgan is still like just in the middle of her sentence, doesn't even know what's going on. And I heard her. And yeah, Madeline's like, the one that called it. I'm like so in my little bubble <laughs> of happiness and rainbows and sunshine. Like, like this was like the last thing in the whole world I could have ever seen coming. <laughs> but that's how they. That's how triggers hit you. Yeah, and tests. Yeah, but we weren't. I wasn't triggered no, in that she, moment. But but my we point, triggered someone else. Yes, but my point is triggers also can come out of nowhere. Yes. For any of us. For us, yeah. even though we were on the receiving end of the trigger, which is what I mean by defense and offense, mm-hmm. you can be in you can be the one creating or triggering or you can be the one receiving the trigger, but regardless, usually they come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there, she's like, "Do you have something to say?" And it's like one of those moments and I'm like, "Hold up, are we in East Charlotte? Like, hold up. Is it like 1999? What's about to happen?" You know, <laughs> I'm about, I'm taking my earrings off. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "Uh-uh. No, ma'am, not today with my Crocs on. I got <laughs> take my shoes off and uh no I'm just kidding but I'm like who you know like who who are you and and not in a confrontational way but just like asking her I'm like are you and she's like if you if y'all have something to say you know you should just say it to my face so the point is she's like coming for us like and Morgan sweet Morgan is like what like you know sweet and smiley and I'm over here like Sharpening her knives, like ready to right. But this was an opportunity for me to do what we just talked about, which is which respond, is like, hold space for this lady. Yes, hold space for this woman and figure out. I don't need to know the ins and outs of what's going on within her, her internal frequency. Yes, but it wasn't good. Yeah, and she was looking for trouble and she wanted it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know what? We're not going to feed this this beast. 
Yes. Because that, that, that pain body that Eckhart Tolle talks about, that's what that is. The triggers are usually like the pain body. Like they want to be fed. They want something to latch onto to give them fuel so they can like continue to fight. Exactly. And so I'm like, okay, Madeline, check yourself. I took a moment. And I was like, listen. Well, you could have been triggered in that moment, but you, or maybe you were. I, I, I felt myself potentially going there, but I stopped. And it was so cool to witness on my behalf. What can, like, what happened? From my perspective, I first didn't know what was going on until, like, you started to respond to her. Because she was, like, kind of coming at, at me. She was mm-hmm. coming at me thinking that I was, like, sitting there talking shit about her and her friend. When in all reality, I'm, like, beaming about our first podcast episode. Yeah. Which is, like mind-blowing so like my brain is it took me a minute to even process that I could possibly be perceived as being ugly when that is so far from what was happening right and then once you it it clicked with me and you were already a few steps ahead then I was like you know my blood pressure went up and I kind of started to go in fight or flight mode but then you you handled it in such a way that like I knew I was safe and secure. And then after after it settled down and you kind of sent her on her way, for a minute I felt really sad for her because yes. I'm like, you know, I've been – I used to be there. I used to be riddled with envy. Like if somebody had something that I wanted, uh-huh. I didn't believe that that there was abundance and that just because there's one pretty girl in the room doesn't mean that, that I, I can't be pretty too, just a different version of pretty, right. you know, or like there's one person that has a big bank account that doesn't – that I can have a big bank account too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I felt like she was kind of a reminder of where I used to be and, and I just – kind of had a moment of like sadness and maybe I said a prayer and, and then I regrouped and, you know, I, I thought about that a lot after it happened because it was just such a curveball. It was a curveball. It was. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. That's just a good example. And y'all have all been, I know everybody's been there. Well, so, and, and this is why I wanted to include tests and triggers in the same episode because Mm -hmm. in a way you were also not only were you triggered or potentially triggered but you were also tested or maybe I was I don't know we all were I think the the three of us were her me you we were all triggered or could have been we were all tested or could have been yes yeah so that was a great example I'm glad it is it just came to me when I was thinking about like that's kind of a good example of of a test and a trigger and what it boiled down to was just sort of like hey listen we're not talking about you, first of all. But also, I really wonder why you think that. Yeah. <laughs> I, with compassion at that point. Like, it had switched over. And I'm like, I really do wonder why you think that. And I hope that you don't carry that with you. For real. And also, homegirl, I will put some Vaseline on my face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> But, um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, those things come up for us and it's constant that if we are really, really, really in alignment, it's going to happen a lot. And it really comes down to who do you want running your show? Do you want it to be your childhood trauma program, brain response, pain body, all that? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to be the one in the driver's seat? Mm -hmm. And 
the thing is, once you get in the driver's seat, then you can't un- unknow the stuff that you've learned. But yep. the and it's scary. But on the other hand, when you get in your power and you have those those times in your life where you feel one hundred percent aligned with your yourself and your truth, yeah. There's nothing better in the whole world, uh-huh. and there's nothing more magnetic magnetic to attract the things that you're trying to manifest. So well, you know what came to me in that moment when I processed and reflected on it. I am not proud of my reactions, and I'm going to tell you, back in the day, I didn't take nobody's shit. Yeah, and I'm I well. Know that was a survival technique. It was, and I would fight if I had to. And these are things that, like, like I would always tell people, like, don't let this fool you when you look at me. You know, like, and I am not proud of that now. Yes, but at the time, that was how I knew to survive exactly. And uh, and it still comes up for me. And oh, yeah. I will go like I'm a 99 percent make love not war. But in that one percent moment, if you get me to the one percent, you better freaking like cover your jugular because that's where I'm going. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> for me yeah um so all that being said I knew in that moment because we had just done our first podcast and we've been very clear like we don't have a goal from this podcast like this is an expression this is a way to spread love to the world a way for us to just speak the truth and raise vibes and uh, but I had this moment at that time and I thought if for some reason this podcast becomes something that serves people and helps people and blesses people's lives what the hell do I look like out here fighting in the streets (laughs) Preach that, that sure. and that's when it dawned and on that's me what checks you, that right? that was the moment that I knew that the universe was asking me, "You sure you're ready?" That that's your test. You sure? I got I have chills. I are, know. Are <laughs> you sure that you are really ready for this work that you're doing? And I wasn't sure until I was. Yeah, you handled that with <sighs> ease and grace and. You know, another thing that I just thought about as you're t- telling your side of that's that story. That's how I handled things back in the, like, even recently. Oh, so I know. It was a good, a good test. Well, it took us a lot of years to get all this yeah. damage and it takes us a lot of years to un- unravel it. yeah. and it's fine. Give yourself grace and love and pat yourself on the back when you make progress, you know? Well, yeah, that was a good moment. But like something else that I thought about is, is, you know, that we were at a bar yeah. And I will tell you from every experience I've ever had that when you have alcohol in your system, right. your ability to respond instead of react goes diminishes with every bit of alcohol, yeah. your your ability to like have self-control and composure and discipline and all that, it's it goes out the freaking door, which is why we say alcohol lowers your vibe. Exactly. Because it does. Yes. It does all those things. Yes. And so if you have unhealed trauma and you don't, and your conscious thinking is going to be diminished by consuming alcohol or whatever substances, mm-hmm. then guess who's running the show? That Those unhealed wounds right. and those unhealed, or those trauma those responses monsters. that aren't serving you anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my mom always said, or somebody, like, you got, you got to have a dog in the fight. You know, if if there's only one dog, the, the dogs can't fight. Exactly. And then there's this other sort of like taking that example. And it's like you have two dogs to feed. You have the beast, you know, the the pain and the triggers and the unhealed traumas and all of the beastly things. We'll just call it that. And then you have the the uh, the monk, whatever. You know, we're using metaphors, but <laughs> whichever dog you feed will get stronger. Exactly. And whichever dog you starve will slowly 
die. 100%. So think about in that moment where you're like, what do you do? Okay, you know, I, like I breathe, I, I check, I check if I can pause, I pause, I breathe. And then I ask myself that question. Who do I want in the driver's seat right now? Who, who do I want? Which dog do I want to feed right now? And that, that's my process. I love that. that yeah. Su- that's such an, a good. That's my tool. It's Yeah. 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 Well, I'd like to go ahead and, and go to our up-level uh, testimony, okay. COVID up-level testimony, and then we can talk more about tests. Okay, let's do it. All right. Each week on Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, we share a story from a listener who used the global pandemic in 2020 as an opportunity to up-level personally or professionally. Hi. Okay. Hi, Darren. It's Madeline. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're just going to like jump right into this interview today. Um, I'm going to introduce you. This is Darren Dees. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about your COVID up-level story. Are you ready? I am. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. So your name is obviously Darren Dees. Your age, uh, what city do you live in, and what's your current profession? Um. 36 years old. Actually, just turned 36 two weeks ago. Oh, and, happy uh, birthday. Thank you kindly. You can be. I'm from uh, Waxhaw, uh, North Carolina, born and raised. Nice. Uh, and I am a songwriter. Awesome. Okay. Um, and yeah. so how, first question that I have for you is, is kind of how did you up-level as a result of the hardships we might have to take us off this the car phone. I think we've got a little bit of an echo. I don't know if we can do that. Is that possible? Yeah, is that better? Yeah, that's so much better. Thank you. Y'all, we are, we, Darren has been like my ride or die. I have had so many technical issues, and he's been like standing by me this whole time, so I really appreciate it. Um, I got to. All right. Got okay, good. That. Let's move along. So, how did you up level as a result of the hardships created by the pandemic and the lockdown and kind of what that means is how, how did you take that leap? How, how did um, COVID help you take that leap or the pandemic help you take that leap? Talk to me about well, that. Okay. Well, uh, for me, um, when it happened, it kind of freaked me out low key mm-hmm. um, because it just, you didn't know what was going on, you know. It's mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this this thing comes out of nowhere, and in the world, it's flipped upside down. Right. And and there's a lot of anxiety in the world, and you you just didn't know like, you know, is everybody gonna die? I know it sounds so morbid to say, but it's just true. It's like it's like these are real thoughts. These like, are real thoughts. Oh, like, I love that you're yeah. saying that. Yeah, like those are the thoughts that that we might not want to admit out loud, and that's what we want to talk about right now. Like those are, I I felt that way, so I'm really excited to hear you verbalize that too. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. I was like, look, what's gonna happen? What's you know what what's gonna change? How's my life gonna be affected? And like, what's gonna happen to my son? What so forth and so forth. And so um, for me, it took me it took me it took my world being shaken and turned upside down 
Yeah. For me to realize, like, I was kind of in a rut, like, mm-hmm. in a routine where I was just, I never, I just didn't feel like I was, I was living, you know, I was, I was just in a place where I was, I felt stuck. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know what was going on and every single day you turn on the news, it's like COVID-19, COVID-19, COVID-19. And it's like being drilled in your head, like, okay, so I, I, I know very well about COVID-19, but, you know, but it's going to affect me. What's going to change? You right, know? right. And so, um, and so for me, go ahead. Well, and um, something that you mentioned in, in your, when you sent me the email is, um, like you said, you just were like, is everybody going to die? Like, am I going to die? Like, I'm, is just, just the total amount of uncertainty that, that was part of that process for, I think, not just you, but a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what we talked about a little was you were in, uh, your, your, profession pre-COVID or during COVID was with a corporation, you were in a different role. You were not actively songwriting as your career at that time, correct? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't doing anything at all. I was just working just to just to pay bills, just to make sure my son was okay, you know? Yeah. And you were in this rut. So tell me a little bit about how that transitioned when did you have that moment where you like aha i've i've was it because the pandemic caused you to stop working that type of job and gave you a little time to reflect when did the when did the aha moment happen for you that you realized like oh my gosh i've been depressed i've been sad i've been living in a rut for so long when did that happen for you um i would say the light bulb didn't come on until like July, I would say. Okay. But, uh, but in, in March, like I said, when, when everything first shut down, um, like I said, I guess I was kind of paralyzed in panic. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, cause I don't think anybody was prepared for it. I know I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody could be prepared for that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I wasn't I wasn't mentally prepared for it, emotionally, you know, all all of it. The worst, I, I wasn't prepared for it at all. And so for the for the from I would say from March to about the beginning of July, mid July, somewhere in there, I was more along the lines of like, "Woe is me!" Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like it's just bad. Nothing good is gonna come out of this. Right, but then things change. What where it changed in July? It was more along the lines of I I saw people, you know, um, I saw people, you know, still trying to do mu- you know, trying to do music on people doing like online uh, music, mm-hmm. and and for me, I was kind of like I had I had to get honest with myself. Mm-hmm. I had to be real and. And it's kind of it's kind of scary when you really have to be honest with yourself sometimes. Like, I love that. Um, and so I'm, I had to be honest to the point and, and calling myself out. You know, like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And and so through all of it, so when I kind of got had to get honest with myself and take responsibility for myself, um, I, I came to the to the conclusion that realistically I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the one thing that I always loved out, you know, outside of my son, of course, but uh, right. was music. Right. Um, so you so had this awakening. Not, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, believe it or not, up until last year, I didn't really write songs until I, I, I used to write all the time. Now, like performing, I haven't performed in years and so forth, but like, I, um, I, I hadn't written a song in like almost eight years. Wow. Yeah. And so, cause I, cause like I said, I was, when my son was born, I, I kind of took time to, to, I stopped doing music because, you know, they want to make sure he was taken care of first. Right. Um, and so, so, so I started, so long story short, um, I had to get honest with myself and, um, and the one thing it kind of, it kind of struck me. I was like, you know what? I love music so much, but I'm not doing it. And it got, it kind of frustrated me a little bit. And, I, and so I just made a decision. Like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know whatever happened, if, if I just made a decision, like, you know what, if this is what I'm going to do, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. This is what I'm going to do. I just made a decision to do it because I was like, you know what, if, if something were to happen, I'm not going to, you know, die in panic or die scared. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it living. Cause like I said before, I, I just existed for, for 35 years. I just existed. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Like I, you know, I just existed. It was just like I, I was alive, but I never lived. Right. And you have this I mean, moment. Yeah. So you start writing yeah. songs. You start doing music again. You start sort of like flexing and practicing and like um, stretching and strengthening those muscles, right? How yeah. how did you stay motivated? How did you stay focused throughout that process um, from, the, from the starting and sort of like getting the ball rolling? Like how did – what tools did you use or mantras or affirmate? How did you deal with the motivation factor involved? So, um, a little backstory real quick. Um, my last guitar that I bought before, um, um, before COVID or whatever, um, I threw it in the trash can cause I was so frustrated with music. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like, I told my cousin, I was, I was all walking up to the, um, to the um, to the to the trash can on the side of the road. I was like, you know, I told asked him like, do you want this guitar? He was like, you're not gonna do that. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm I'm, I'm done with it. Hmm. And so I ended up throwing it in the trash, and I was like, I right, I'm done with this stuff, whatever. So long story short, I, um, I bought a guitar last year, another guitar last year, and I start and I and I wrote a song. I was inspired to write a song. When I started writing, um, I let somebody hear it. And they were like, this is really good. I'm just like, don't okay. just say it because you're my friend. You know, right, like, I, don't right. want, I, don't, I don't need that, you know. Right. Um, and they're like, no, this is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so I started hitting a couple open mics to kind of, you know, just, just, make, just to make sure my friend wasn't just being, being nice. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I hit a couple open mics and got the same reaction. I'm just like, okay, maybe there is something to this. Okay. So it helped you stay you know, motivated, like the validation of like the listeners, the people who were hearing your songs, hearing your art, hearing your work, that sort of helped you stay pumped up and, and to do more. And you started to believe in yourself, I'm assuming, through this process too. Yeah, I, um, I, I found confidence that I didn't know I, I really, I, not only did I find confidence, but I really started to figure out who I was. Yes. Can you tell that me a little more about that? As far as uh, find out who, okay, so 
like I said before, for 35 years, I just existed. And, and, and for me, I just, now I, I can say for sure, a year ago, I'm not the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what can yeah, I ask? Like, uh, what challenges came up for you? And this is a big one. Like, what tests, what triggers, what challenges came up, and how did you kind of overcome those? The challenge was because of the pandemic it was more on the lines: how am I going to feed my son, but also re- remain keep my sanity? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, because I, to be honest with you, I live for my son. That's the I, I went through a period where like. I, I told a story on Facebook one time, but um, I went to a period where I was really about to uh, commit suicide uh, uh, a year or two ago. Yeah. And um, I, that was my plan. My plan was just like, I, I had it all planned out. Um, wow. Yeah, I had it all planned out. I was just like, you know, I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, you were um, you were there. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and I was I was done. And so... Uh, now it's more along the lines of like I've I've just I've I've the if it was not for my son I would I would have taken my own life. Yeah. Well, thank so God I, for I, your son, right? And thank God for yeah. that that vessel that kind of maybe helped you shed that layer that opened you up to this beautiful blessing that your life has now become. Um, so it sounds like for me, a lot of challenges you were facing was just really depression and a lot of negative self talk and just sort of. Um, hopelessness and you were really overwhelmed with everything going on and panicked and anxious. And it sounds like that was like the, the biggest part of it is sort of that fight or flight. Like how do I take care and pay the bills and take care of my kid, but also live by example and show my, my kid and myself that, Hey, I've, I've got to do something different. Yeah. And you overcame that. Yeah. And and for for me, a lot of that was, like, you know, going to work every day, you know, going to work every day, whatever, before, it was, it was just, even then, I was just, I was miserable. I was miserable inside. Like, I was truly, I, like I said, I just existed. I just, I just, I was hanging on by a thread. Can you think of a specific and, you know, <laughs> example of, like, a particular, like, trigger or test or challenge that came up for you? Like, like for me, today, when I called you, I couldn't get the the um, speaker to work. So that's like a test. I'm like, okay, am I going to push through this? Am I going to keep trying or am I just going to like walk away from it? You know, <laughs> did you have any tests like that or triggers that you kind of felt challenged by in this process? Yeah, so, so yeah. So last year, I, um, when everything happened, like it's almost like I was up to my neck in bills mm. and, and the bill, like, it, it really, I became so overwhelmed. It's almost like the water was really up to my nose and, and, and you know, as far as like make sure my bills, because like when when you go out of work, how are you gonna pay your bills? Right. And so like I was up to my nose, and 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 trying to pay bills, and and I just, I just, I just made a decision. I'm like this. If I'm gonna live, if I'm gonna do something like this, if I'm gonna be struggling, I'm gonna be struggling doing something I love. There you go. And, but, but the thing was, though, it was when I started doing things I love. Uh, I started meeting the right people. Okay. And 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 the the I got so much encouragement from people who I you know a lot of people I've met over the last year have been some of my biggest supporters and encouragers. That's awesome. 
Um, I mean, these people, these people have, you know, some people knew me before, some of, some of them didn't. Right. But when I say, like, these people have been my encouragers, these people have been my rock, these people have been my support system. And, like, when I say, like, I, I'm, I'm forever indebted to these people because, you know, people can give you gifts and people can do things for you, but to see the things for me, I just appreciate just, I, I guess I, that, like that, uh, that love language is book, my, 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 my love language is like, um, words of affirmation. Okay. And, and these people kind of just, these, these people, they, 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 my love language was, was, uh, was validated. Yes. It was, it was, it was, it was, and I appreciate it because like, for me, it was all self-confidence. Right. Because I felt like, because I couldn't do what I was supposed to do. I felt like I was a horrible father. I was mm-hmm. a horrible man. Mm-hmm. I was a horrible, just in, I was horrible in general. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and the thing is, I was doing, I was quote unquote doing all the right things. Right. I was, I've never been, never been perfect, but I was doing the right things, but I just wasn't seeing any results. Yeah. So it sounds like you hit rock bottom. I mean, you just totally hit rock bottom. And at that place, maybe there was a softening or a surrendering, if you will. Like, okay, you made a comment. You're like, hey, if I'm going to struggle, if I'm going out, I'm not going out this way. I'm going to go out doing what I love. Like, you had gotten to that place where you're like, I accept that this inevitably could lead to my demise, if you will. So if I'm going to go out, I'm going to do it with passion. I'm going to do it with gusto, with love. And I'm, I'm going to go out swinging kind of thing is what I I'm hearing. Okay. And then community, you put yourself out there. You released all these sort of societal conditionings of what we were quote supposed to do, what we quote should do. And you said, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then uh, all the right people started sort of showing up for you and community was built and validation was built and self-love and self-trust was built from that place. Never felt as good. I've I've never felt so alive as I do right now. I mean, I feel oh, that's awesome. we all, we all have our moments. Where we we have our, we all have our bad days, right? Um, but but I've never felt so alive like I've that I do in twenty twenty one. That's great. And I've got one more question for you, and then we can wrap up. Basically, <laughs> what what were the major lessons you learned? that you think could benefit others. And I love your response in the email. What do you feel like other people need to know that is a lesson that you've learned? Okay. Well, for me, I will say is to the biggest lesson I've learned is to make sure to give people their roses while they're alive. Oh, I love that. Um, because I've lost people who I never got to say goodbye to. Right. Um, I had a cousin pass away, and uh, and we used to eat, go to eat every every week together, every Monday together to eat sushi, and um, and all of a sudden one Sunday, I, 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 one weekend I go to the beach, and the plan was to go see him when I got back, and I get a call while I'm at the beach, and and, I, and saying that he's gone, and. And he was only just a year older than me. Oh wow! And um, and it, and it made me realize this: you got to give people their roses while they're alive. 
And because like, because I, I get, I get so sick and tired of like, you know, going to funerals and where everybody wants to, you know, yeah, he was a good man, he was da 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 da. da. No, Telemite is here. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that Telemite is here because that's 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 what it means the most. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like Telemite. Wow, what is what this person? Whether it be anybody, why you got the chance to tell people you love them? I don't care how weird it is. Me personally, I don't care. Right. Like, I don't care if I weird you out, whatever. <laughs> I love you, and it's not going to change. Oh, I love that. And and I want people to know that. Like, that's what that's the lesson. Like, take have no regrets. Tell people you love them while you got a chance. Because right. I was, um, as I was telling you before, the, um, there's a, I like last year, I mean, I got my heart broke, you know what I mean? But the thing was, though, like, it was, but I went after what I wanted. Before, I was like, yeah. You know, it is what it is. No, but I actually went after what I, a girl I really liked a lot. Right. And and she broke my heart, but at the same time, I'm not upset with her or anything like that. But I learned to. I don't have any regrets. Right. I, I went. I went for what I wanted. And and I I have no regrets in that situation. Even though she broke my heart, I I told her how I felt. I was able to get that off my chest. Yeah. And whether it was reciprocated or not. You you wanted to I, just spread love, yeah. Yeah, and so I and I, even though it didn't work out the way I thought it would work out, as I told her, I was like, you know what? I, I feel alive because I'm actually able to feel this hurt. Oh yeah, that's deep. And and you know, before I was just like I said, I was just living before, but I, I was able to feel this hurt. Right. And because I'm able to feel this hurt. It means I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds crazy. No, I'm it's alive. not. No, it's not crazy. It's actually right in alignment with everything that we talk about. I really, really appreciate you sharing your story. It's really beautiful. Uh, you've got me kind of inspired right now to like <laughs> go sing a song, <laughs> um, and I, I am really excited for um, for your future and and what it holds for you. Thank you your time um i'm gonna wrap up our interview if you'll stay on the line i'll i'll have a little chat with you once i'm finished but thank you for your time um any last or anything else you want to say before we conclude uh if i could say anything else love people i mean like it's 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 just love life's too short love people i love your message thank you darren thank you so much my pleasure okay holy cow madeline is it good i mean his story was good uh, i'm about to cry i know ah. I, had, I had a couple moments too for sure that uh, how freaking real and authentic and raw was he yeah like I needed oh, I needed so much of what he just said, but like I'm I'm like happy tears because it's yeah. like you manifested this interview. Yeah, like that's crazy, and we're he he spoke to a lot of things that we've been like dealing with in our own lives. So it's just cool to like ha- hear somebody who's so on fire about life right. after he's been through the shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, and what a what another great. Uh, testimony to kind of 
match with our our subject for the week that just kind of fell into our laps. Right. Like he definitely got tested when he was trying to up level and and uh, I love that uh he was so open and honest about like his dark times and his yeah. rock bottom cuz I mean, I bet money that at least 50% of people in this world have gotten into that place a time or two in their I, life. I agree. And I I just I'm so glad that he was so honest and vulnerable and it's so rewarding to see someone who has gone from that place to this like bright shining light it's mm-hmm. it's a, this is why we're sharing these testimonies yeah, this is to, why to show you guys that like hey anybody can do it anybody can up level anybody can manifest and and uh, how this applies to this week is you know he passed his freaking test he stayed true to his his vision and his dream yeah. and he is like successfully writing songs for a living full-time now yes like from from a place of debt and overwhelm and even you know really dark deep depression where he was thinking about i mean it takes a lot of courage to say you were thinking about suicide and i think we'll we'll include a link for anyone who's thinking about that like it's really important to make sure you reach out for help if you get to that place um but that was really honest because like you said i i know at least 50% of people have thought about that yeah have yeah. contemplated have have had that thought passed through their mind. And that's unacceptable. Yeah. As a culture for us to be cultivating that kind of at that place. Yeah. And look at the, look at the, look at the testimony of how, thank God he, that rock bottom place he got to released him. Yes. From the fear. Yeah. He was, he's like, I got nothing. I got got nothing left to lose. Yeah. Exactly. That's I, got, I got nothing left to lose. Rock bottoms are such a blessing. They're because, cleansing. Yeah, you you get stripped naked and raw. And the only reason that you get in a rock bottom in the first place is because the universe is trying so hard to get you aligned with your truth and your purpose and yep. all the things that keep you happy and unique and alive. And and if the more you stray from that, the more you're going to have to get kicked in the ass to get back on on the path exactly and the harder and the faster the rock bottom comes and hits and it hit him pretty hard but like what a beautiful testament to like the fact that that place that cleansed him then the manifesting started to happen he started to talk to the right people get in the right headspace start right the songs were releasing him too he was writing the songs but now he shared that freaking story he's alive he's here to share that story and that if you are at your very, very worst rock bottom place, if nothing else can help you and hold you, let that little th- thing right there hold you. Right? Yes. Yes. I, ah, oh. I know. It's good stuff. <laughs> well, to parlay back to our conversation mm-hmm. before we wrap up, I just wanted to like talk a little bit more about tests mm-hmm. and the, the thing I'm just going to give a couple examples of tests okay. so, you, so you can understand like what this looks like in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, dream relationship. You've got this list of everything you want in a partner and this person comes along and they're all the things, but then you're like dating for a little while and you start to see that there's this one little thing that's either missing or there's one thing that like, Ooh, doesn't, doesn't feel right. And so that's a test. Or it could be in the form of a job, or it could be in the form of, uh, I mean, like literally anything. You could be wanting a house, a car, whatever, and mm-hmm. you get this, this, these things start coming along. I mean, you just had it happen yesterday. Yeah, today. Yeah, 
I'm in the process of trying to buy a house and I'm a freaking broker and I want to crawl and, and hide in the bed in this market. So, uh, it does happen. You, if you start to settle and you start to compromise and you can talk yourself into it a million ways, but, um, when you know it's off, it's off and it didn't work for me. I put in an offer. It didn't work. And I'm like, damn it. Because I know why. There's I was something better for you. I was right? compromising and there's something so much better. Yeah. And the, 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 another beautiful thing about tests is there's no passing or failing. Right. It's just, it's, it's the universe testing. It's a practice. Are you, are you aligned on the inside with what you want on the outside? Right. And so a little, a few little things will come along to see, are you really ready to hold space for this thing? Are you going to keep settling the way that you've always settled? Right. Like we talked about McDonald's. Yep. And the, if you if you don't pass a test per se, if you don't if you kind of settle for that first shiny thing that comes along, yep. it just means that you've got a little bit more work to do to raise your vibe and your self worth and your love. Yes, and then eventually you'll figure it out. It's just it's kind of like you get held back a grade or something. It is no, that's exactly it. Or you're or you're just kind of not skipping a grade either. You know, there's a quote that's coming that I remember that really helps me or helped me at one time, and it was, "You have to say no to good, so that you can have best." Ah, uh. and I was like. Man, blow. I literally like this is the next point on my outline, Madeline. Right, say it. So, tests are also a good thing in the fact that sometimes you, your, your subconscious programming, your neural pathways in your brain, they haven't been rewired enough for you to really truly believe that you're worthy of this new thing. Uh-huh. So when you when you get this test and you actually take it and settle for it, that test is still expanding your mind. It's showing it's showing you that anything's possible. So you, at least you're getting you used to settle for McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, it's a stepping stone and you know you're not getting McDonald's anymore. You're getting Outback, which is is good. Yeah, you're at good. least getting good and then you're going to have to do a little bit more work while you're sitting at Outback to get to that whatever Ruth's Chris. I don't yep. know what yep. high-end steak yes, is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm still in the Outback stage myself. <laughs> Same. I'd I, I be popping in a Ruth's Chris from time to time, but yeah. I, I live at Outback most of the time. Same. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, you know, you're you're not quite ready for best. You're, you're still in the right. better mode, but at least you're not in the just good enough phase. Yeah. yes. So tests, tests are great. And, and for me, whenever I'm manifesting and I start, uh, I kind of get this little period where it'll kind of seem like there's really nothing coming through. Like uh-huh. I'll do the hard work, the self-discipline, the getting my vibe high, working through the triggers and the reprogramming. And then all of a sudden there'll be this like quiet, quiet time. And it's just like, that's when you got to keep pushing. And then all of a sudden a test will come through and it's like, oh my God, I got it. Thank and God. And then you'll realize, oh gosh, this wasn't it. Yeah. And if you, yeah. And it's, but for me, I kind of, I've gotten pretty good at recognizing tests because I keep lists of what I want Mm -hmm. and I think about it all the time. I'm constantly visualizing. So when a test comes along, I'm nine times out of 10, I can recognize it. Uh And then when I turn it down, ah, the manifest stations always come and now that i know that i can pass those tests with ease and grace and yep. it's so fun yeah it is it's, it's practicing it's like why we do practice tests when we we're in school 
Because you're like practicing the questions, practicing the habit, and then you take the real test. And even if you fail, that's okay. And I tell people this about the real estate exam, y'all. North Carolina real estate exam is one of the hardest real estate exams to pass in the country. Oh, yeah. That is a proven statistical fact. I have a master's degree, Madeline, that I had to write hundreds of pages, you know, of research. And the real estate licensing was the hardest thing I've ever done. There you go. So (laughs) uh, I tell new brokers all the time when they're in that space, they'll be like, Madeline, I failed. I'm like, you know what? Now you know what's on the test. You got this. You got this. Great. Yep. Now you have now you have that step under your belt. Good. You did the worst thing, the hardest thing first. You failed. Great. Now you know. Yep. And that's what tests do to us in life. So don't be afraid to fail the test. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, to let to lean into the trigger, but learn from it. Yes. Start to start to be more accustomed to what you'd like the result of that process to be. Yeah. And and lean into the the practice and the process and welcome it. Failure is not uh the end. The the message of today of the test and triggers and Darren's story and what we're talking about is you keep going. 100%. You keep moving, you keep trying, you keep getting up, you fall down, you get up. And uh the more you do that, the sooner and the higher the vibe will be and the more the universe will bless you, God will bless you. And then all of a sudden you're you're self-love keeps getting bigger your vibe gets higher the blessings get bigger and the next time around you apply these lessons to the next manifestation and it comes through that much faster that much more effortless seamless yeah and you're ready for it and you can receive it yes this is like unclearing and all that so when these tests and triggers happen you fail but then when you pass them you receive yes yeah yeah so and i just want to like when we're closing or before we close or whatever, like I just want to say to everybody who is listening, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for being patient with us as we refine this process. Thank you for giving me something to get out of bed for, because I've been going through some shit like really. And I know you have too. So like, this has been magical and beautiful. And I know like this is going to lead to more blessings because I'm, I'm following a calling that like took some discomfort and growth to get through and it's magic. It is magic. And yes, thank y'all so much like for sticking in here with us. Cause you know, that we, we've said this many times. We are not like redoing We're we're recording, take one, we're releasing. And that doesn't always look and sound pretty, <laughs> but, but uh, it's real, but it's real. Yeah. And so there's going to be episodes that might hit real hard and there might be some that kind of, you know, flow more like water for y'all, but thank y'all for sticking in with it and, and being here with us and supporting, oh my gosh, the like overwhelming support and, and positivity and like pats on the back and just like, thank you for sharing a message that we've received, I think has been overwhelming. So I agree. Thank you. Yeah. And we're here, you know, learning and growing and manifesting right alongside Alongside. of you guys. Yep. All right. Well, um, just make sure to follow us on Instagram at manifesting underscore with underscore MM. You can find us at YouTube at that same (laughs) name and anchor as well. See y'all there. Hear y'all there. Talk to y'all there. (laughs) 